most of therapy is to learn how to deal with the people who aren't in therapy. I imagine the church is the same way. Yeah. You can go to church to deal with those heathens out there. Just like any aspect of anything, you, you need trained professionals to do the stuff. And some of the people that are there aren't trained to deal with a lot of circumstances or circumstances. So it is up to the head of the church to kind of find the people who can effectively deal with situations that arise. Whether it's divorce, whether it's infidelities, whether it's mental illness, whatever it is, you're coming in with this. So you need to get help with this. So you feel like um, churches should have more like trained professionals to deal with? Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff that, because a lot of people go through the misgivings that, hey Noah, uh, misgivings that uh, church is the be all end all and prayer alone will take care of all your problems. Mm -hmm. But teaching people about faith makes prayer more effective. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you pray without faith, it's no of no avail. You don't get the help. Mm-hmm. So you got to do that. The second part is sometimes people are coming in mentally worn and strained. And so they need the type of help that they can get from even a therapist. And we have a lot of Christian therapists that can deal with the level on a medical well not medical but uh, on a, profe- a professional the yeah. a professional level with a spiritual um, background okay so you, when you come to church especially to uh, convocation and stuff like that when you come to that you are coming to kind of get guidance on what your next move is or sometimes you come because You've tried a lot of things and they're not working. And you're like, okay, let me try this God thing. Let me see if this God thing is going to work out. Uh, I find the churches, this is what I noticed in the South, too, are communities. So I wasn't raised in a church, we, I, but I was raised in a different kind of community that operated a lot like a church. So not, not in the, not necessarily in the faith and the weekly attendance but in terms of like following during large like Christmas and we would everybody would get together and they provided scholarships for us and was definitely a support to the community in that way it wasn't necessarily church but a lot of people that I know have a, their relationship with the church is like more of a community <coughs> relationship and that these are the people who support them they see them every week like there's a there's a connection to your church family and the following that happens mm. as well. Like there's a real human element to church there other is. than that spiritual. Be- yeah, um, because when, you, when you're dealing with church, you're dealing with family. It, it's supposed to be a family. Once, once you get in there, you know, you're called brothers and sisters because now you're part of a family, right? You're mm-hmm. part of the family of God. But what the difference between a community setting and church setting is going home with faith believing that you and God can deal with anything 
on your own at home. So a lot of these community things are great because you have a body that you can go to and they have scholarships and they have these great programs that, uh, that bring you together and you work and act like a family. But then the individual has to be... Um, the individual has to have something more when they leave the building. The building is just the building. The, the, the people are people. Mm-hmm. So this is what I was talking about the hospital. You keep going to the hospital. In the hospital, you have a lot of people working to make the hospital function. You got mm-hmm. a janitor. You got, as I said, orderly uh, stripers. You got you got all you got all sorts of stuff. janitors. All sorts of people that are working that are not doctors and nurses. If any one of those people tries to help any one of the patients, there's a 50-50 chance they're going to help or not help. They're going to give the right medication. They're going to do the right thing. In fact, a lot of people will end up hurting the patients that come in. And when you look at church, a lot of people that come in can and have been hurt by actual church people. Now, this is not to say the church is not a place where you can go. But what, what I am saying is that without that bond with God, then going to church is just going to a building. It's mm. just going to a community event. But you, and I, that's what church is supposed to teach you. Okay. But there's also a flip side because there's a lot of people, like I said, we have the, the community base. But I was still grew up with discussions about God and conversations about God and in my household it was just a lot different than the Christian the Christian faith based perspective mm-hmm. while being inclusive of the Christian faith based perspective mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't exclusively Christian faith based gotcha so um, yeah I guess it's different people have uh different ways that they enact whatever rituals they have that help to like secure or underline the um, moral guidelines that they want for themselves and their children and their family. People have different ways of doing that. But it's good to have uh, uh, any community, but even your church community to be able to talk that through with, hash it out with, and then apply that to your own life. It's good to have other people to, um, to provide that guidance, I guess. So that was convocation. That was convocation. So that was a Tania says, the tea is getting hot in here. <laughs> and, 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 Deb, and Deborah, Deborah's been talking about that it's very true that people hurt people because people defend people. <laughs> So, 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 so it, it, the last statement on that is is just that um, that 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 happens a lot. A, a lot of people, a lot of people leave church because they believe that the people in church don't have their best interests at heart. But you say it all the time that any organization you can go into, the people in it may not have your your best interest in mind. They, they don't, yeah. and this is why you have to have that. That, that extra something. Maybe, but I my extra something is just securing myself from everybody in this corner over here. <laughs> yeah, I get you. In the in in here. This this one back here. In this space here. Right here. <laughs> this building. 
See, I, I, and I, I, get, I get that. I get that. But, and, and, and I totally, I totally understand. Church in itself is not for everybody. Yeah. That's a weird statement to say for, for me being a church person or a Christian. But church is not for everybody, but God is. Yeah, but I would say that people find their churches in different iterations of the churches. Sure. And there's, there's different places you can figure out church. I've seen the church of yoga the other day. A lot of people love to go stretch it out and get healing and meditation. Weird, <laughs> but it is. It's super weird because yoga is already based on a belief system. Mm-hmm. So you just took it and flipped it to faith 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 like Christian faith based because it's already church is church okay it's not temple though temple church back church is church but is yoga yoga that's really what we're asking but really you're talking about temple you're talking about temple you're talking about church and back in the day church was held in the temple the temple was where they went to learn. Yeah. The That's thing the one Jesus mashed up. Jesus did thrash a temple. Churches are more New Testament. Temples are more Old Testament. <laughs> he, he thrashed an actual temple and smashed it because they were selling Because they were disrespectful. But at the same time. Get this out of here. What I'm trying to say is. I'm about ch- to fidget. So ch- go ahead. Churches everywhere. But God is everywhere. God is everywhere. And God is for everyone. Right. Church may not be for everybody, but God is for everybody. And, a, and church is a place that I feel that you learn a lot about God. And you learn about things that are going to help you when you're not around your friends and family. A lot of people do that with their family. You come over on Thanksgiving, Christmas, and they pretend like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And they have a smile on their face. And they're opening gifts, but they don't believe in gift giving. Mm. They have different things. They don't eat meat, but they eat turkey. Uh, you know, on, mm. on, on these different places. But um, the fact of the matter comes in is when you're not there, when you're not around everybody, when you're alone in the depressing do? times, what do you, who's there to hug you and hold you and comfort you? But that... that that um that answer varies depending on person to person. Hi, Sheryl. Okay. So yeah, that's all I'm saying. But convocation was nice this weekend. Music was on point. Shout outs to all the people who work behind the scenes. I'm gonna say it because it's not said enough. Um, all the people who worked on the streaming of services, all the people who worked in the background with the music and the projector team, all the people who practice hard as musicians to get the songs just right, the children's choir, the mass choir, the youth choir, all these different choirs, the MDs, um, the bass players, guitar players, keyboardists, organists, and all the people who dealt with the mic and the sound team, and all the different teams that are, are there, the greeting team, the usher board, all these ones that did all the work this weekend, thank you. You did a really good job this weekend. It was really good. And um, it was good. Oh, Deborah Russell wants me to say shout out to Rejoice Alberta. It's coming soon. If you don't know what Rejoice Alberta is, it is a 
gospel singing competition. Mm. I entered in a few years back. I can't remember if it was two or three years, but I did enter. Did you win? I got third place. Nice. That's a win. Yes. It's one of the wins. One of the winners. Yes. It's third place. It was. It's a great opportunity to get in there. Um, RejoiceAlberta.ca. You can get the information you need to join, to enter the competition, and to win. I went up against some heavy competition. Um, Shout out to Rewo, who won the year that I was there. Rewo came out, made me... Made me feel like a second grade citizen when she started singing. <laughs> How was back to school with the kids? Back to school was great. Today is back to school. I have my 11 year old in grade six. Happy back to school, everyone. Mm-hmm. I have my nine year old in grade four, and my two seven year olds are in grade three. <clears throat> so they are. They had a great time today. You had a good first day. Everybody likes their teacher. Yes, actually, everybody. Um, Nashawn, my oldest, is the only one with a male teacher. Shout out to Mr. G. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, Mr. G, he said, uh, what did he say today? He said, the, lone, the, the, the great cheese stands alone. He says, the good cheese stands alone. The cheese cool. stands alone. That's how, that, whatever that game is. <laughs> That's what he said. Everybody started laughing. And I was like, okay, buddy. Yeah. People who teach um, sixth grade are, are angels. Do people teach sixth grade? Yeah, I guess. Depends on your sixth grade class. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I guess they're all. Class. I think like, they're all angels. Yeah. Oh, all teachers. All the teachers. Sixth grade is a special brew of puberty that I would never want to, like, moderate a whole class of people who were going through that for the first time. The beginning of it too. You talking about puberty and all the stuff, or are you talking about like hormones and all that stuff? Same stuff. Is it? What's puberty without hormones? Everything. I think hormones is puberty. Are you, puberty. Are you talking about emotion? The emotional All the stuff, bro. All the stuff. I guess, yeah. I mean, hormones, the emotionality of it, not being able to control yourself, having a wise mouth, feeling like you're somehow important, and everything you have, and that you're like smarter than everybody, everything you have to say is the most important thing. Is my son like that? I don't know him well enough to know. Really? Okay. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, but I also don't think he started the process. Once that testosterone starts coming in, you'll be like, who's this? You think that he hasn't started the process? He's hilarious. I'm sorry, he has started the process. I'm here to inform you he started the process. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, first day was good. For me, Sanaya's first day was bittersweet. This is the last first, first, last first day so um i posted a picture of her her little puffy eyes 
um, on her first day of first grade and her little big smile and puffy eyes on her first day of 12th grade. She gets that from her dad. All I saw was the big old smile. Giant like smile. Like her mom. Just too cute. Anyway, so Sanaya is a big girl now. She's in grade 12. She's Sh- about to dominate the basketball courts this year. And um, hopefully get us some um, mm-hmm. scholarships. From basketball? Mm-hmm. Here in Edmonton? Mm-mm. Okay. Where she can get them? Probably not here. They don't really give out scholarships like that here. No. But... It's not hard to get one. I, they, is it? I know people who... Yeah, ball for like Lethbridge, Grand Prairie. Bruce's son got a sports scholarship to Grand Prairie. Maybe she might get one for the Golden Bears. She would love to. That would probably be her best case scenario. I'm going to hire this guy named Adrian, Adrian Curtis who um, who put, makes the kids ready for um He makes them better? Basketball. Makes them better. Makes he threw wrenches at them? He's like, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. Well, Cameron, our friend Cameron said he can, um, comfort, he can comfortably dunk now. Since, since and he's been with Adrian for like three months, he had Adrian actually promises to increase your vertical without tearing his fingers. <laughs> what did he say? He tore his fingers. <laughs> Shout out to my old boy Cameron. <laughs> what happened with his fingers? He said they got tore up, and they he put like he put like tape? Med- medical tape all over. Right, his right, 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 right. So I was like, "What's with the medical tape?" He's like, "Yeah." A tore by fingers. I don't like I don't like band aids because they don't fit. But he said he tore his fingers, and mm-hmm. we were like, "What? That's terrible! Yeah. How much basketball are you actually playing?" I thought he tore the webs. I, I didn't yeah. know what he was talking about. No, he just cut his fingers on the on the post. He I think he wore beautiful, down his delicate hands. <laughs> Cameron's the best, actually. You see, there's a couple Tams I have around here. Mm-hmm. This is Cameron who um, crocheted those Tams. Hey. Mm-hmm. He crochets, good. he crochets fast. He can crochet a bunch of different stuff. From his head, he makes all kind of different um, patterns and stuff. He's really talented, actually. Really artistic. He can play the guitar. He sings really well, but like folky type singing. Oh, wow. And um, I like folky type singing. Yeah, it's actually quite good. We ha- there was like a whole jam session here on the weekend. They were like singing as a team. That's they sounded crazy. like one of those folk bands that have 17 members all harmonizing together with Carrie playing the guitar. Do you think um, he performed at the folk festival this year? <laughs> he could have. I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, we're getting to get on that. Ring. Mm-hmm. Next year we're going to folk festival. The sound of silence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're, they're talented as a group, but Cameron definitely is a linchpin of talent there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing at what she's saying. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> they were great, though. It was really cool having them here. I wanted to, like, actually, I, I'm trying to get... Matter of fact, I'm going to put this out there right now. If anybody's looking for a tambourine player, holler at your girl. Like, I'm trying to be there jamming out, providing tambourine energy you know on a stage. I was looking for a tambourine player. <laughs> I just don't feel that you might have the tambourine what? chops. 
wow. If you can beat, we will if you can beat me, if you can beat me at a tab read off, then okay, we're good. <laughs> okay, fine. Just give me time to prepare. You need time to prepare? I thought this was a thing here. You need time. You put a shout out out there. In I'm ready. I, even if I was if I was allowed to try out for a band, I would want to practice my ta- tambourine before I get up there, obviously. How long do you need to get ready for? How long? 30 days? Two weeks? 30 minutes? Mm. Let me tell you something. I'm ready anytime, any place, anyhow. <laughs> Yo. How are we going to do this time, Rina? If like you oh. go and then I go, I I have to match what you do and then add on a little piece. We could do that. We could just play you a song. We will lose. We could just play a song and then you just tambourine to that song and then I tambourine to that song and we'll see who tambourines the best. How do we vote? By crowd or by poll? I don't like it. It's a popularity contest. (laughs) You have way more people behind you than I do. And I would prefer to play as a team. I don't like pitting us against each other. How about we do it in front of 12 of your peers? 12 of my own peers. 12 of you. You pick the people. A tambourine jury. Bring them all. Bring Sheral. Bring Tanya. I don't know. I feel like those people are secretly ringers on your team. Bring Sadia. I don't know. Bring Noel. Sadia can turn on me at any moment. <laughs> I feel like Sadia is true, true to the game. She'll be like, "Mom, I love you, but his tambourine was real off the hook when he did that backflip handstand thing." <laughs> the thing about tambourine is, it's not about the gymnastics of the rest of the body. And a tambourine it's off. All about and a tambourine off. You better be bringing the, the flames. If you're tambourine offing me, you better bring the flames. Oh, you want flames? I want Biles level tambourining. <laughs> you got all talk. <laughs> you ain't trying to tambourine it. I'm definitely trying to be a tambourine. You ain't trying to tambourine, man. Yeah, okay. Okay, what kind of music are we tambourine into? The tambourine off. Don't you get to pick your song? Sure, man. Fine. You just gonna pick a song? I'm gonna pick Lose Control by Missy Elliott. You're gonna put lose- <laughs> Everybody Lose Control. No, actually, music makes me lose control. Music makes me lose control. And you can but, t- hey, hey, yeah, I'm gonna tambourine off to that. Yeah. I'm gonna do um, a CeeLo song. But, okay. I mean, CeeLo has a lot of percussion tambourine as it is already. Yeah? So you want me to pick something that doesn't no, have No, pick whatever you want. If that's what you need to well, do to I, win, that's fine. I might pick a Busta Rhyme song. You need to color inside the lines for the tambourine. I might, I might do a Busta Rhyme song. I'm surprised you get your tambourine deck, get yourself a whistle deck, get your tambourine deck, get yourself a whistle deck. See? You want me to do that song? No. I want you to do whatever song you chose. I might just do a uh, John Legend song. I might do a slow song just to throw everybody <laughs> off. All of me. All you need to do is get ready to lose. I don't care what song you choose. You. I don't care what song you choose. Just get ready to lose. A loser song. You know why I'm going to win? Because you're always fidgeting. And in the tambourine, every fidget makes a noise. It does. So my fidgets, just so that you know, are perfectly in timing. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, you got actually a, you got a date you want to talk with tambourine just tambourine Darren's trying to get us a tambourine off um next episode and I think he talking about Darren Jordan no Darren the different one Hall Darren Hall okay yeah. Darren I think I think you're on to something yeah maybe we'll see Excuse me. Sorry. It's okay. The tambourining. I think you have, in this particular song, we should have a time. 30 seconds. Like a break. 30 seconds of tambourining in a song. Okay. I think I can do it. Right? Okay. Yeah. Me and the whole entire flip mode squad might be coming in on this one. Are you going to do the loud, soft song? I'm going to do a lot. <laughs> Maybe with the whispering. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A small child once called that the loud, soft song. The and loud, I have the loud, soft refused song. to figure out what it's called ever since I heard that. I was like, Dad. I say, when I say it to people, they're like, oh, yeah, that song where he whispers. And then, like, yes, of course, you know it's the bus arrives loud, soft song. Makes sense. Um, all right. Are you ready to move on to the scroll? Are you? Are you okay? Tick, tickety, tack, 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 tick, tick, tack. Um, let's go to the scroll. Okay. So ring the doorbell camera uh, company has um, struck a deal with over 400 police um, police forces across the country, and it gives the police forces access to the doorbell camera. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. Because? Not necessarily because police shouldn't have access to your doorbell camera, not that I believe that they should, because I don't. But that if I am a Ring user, I'd want to be notified that the police may now use my doorbell camera. And for the most part, we don't really even read that stuff. Like, all they had to do was send out a notification to let us know. Right? But they didn't let anybody know. And they were just like, oh, well. Oh, well, oh, well. The way how I see it is I feel like they either took advantage of the fact that people do not read the fine print... Or then they would have put it in there, though. They did put it in, and it's just not being reported as such. I don't know. The Washington Post did a, did the article, so I'm not. Really, it seems like an article that they like did their research on. It's I, not like even BuzzFeed be doing research nowadays, so I can't even say it's not like BuzzFeed or Teen Vogue. Or I, I think a lot of these people are putting the stuff already in the terms and conditions when you buy it. But this, the the reason this is a story is because they didn't. It's not because the police officers are using the camera. It's because they didn't notify people that the police are using the camera. So what is that Is that, that in the there? whole reason of the story is that they didn't notify people or that they manned up with 400 different stations? It's both, stations. but it's about them not letting people know. They didn't, they didn't tell people. And also, um, just for another layer to give you an idea, the Ring doorbell camera is actually owned by Amazon. Hmm. So, so it's Jeff Bezos out here 
giving your information to the police. I guess. Oh well, they'll just they'll hack into it anyway. I feel like just like in CSI Miami. I feel like all these technologies already they're already hacking into everything. But you feeling like that does not give them um, a permission to go ahead and do this stuff. So you're mad because they didn't get permission to do what they already do. Yeah, yeah, I'm mad because they didn't tell people this. Yep. I'm not mad, obviously. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about me being mad. It's on my scroll that I brought it up. But yes, if I have a camera in the hallway, I would expect to be able, which I do, I would expect to be able to know if, if Amazon is randomly selling that or giving that information to EPS. What information exactly? Footage from my camera. You don't think you should have to know that, that people... Like, are using footage from your camera, especially camera on your doorstep, like your doorstep, like your personal home camera that you bought and put up? They shouldn't have to tell you that they're going to access it? I have a different take on the whole thing because I don't mind the police looking at my doorbell camera. It's not about the mind. It's not about you minding if they do. The reason why I don't have this is because of Amazon. I've asked Amazon to drop off packages many, many it's times. Not about the, it's not about you those minding if they do. You don't, you don't care if they package, tell you or it's not tell those you? Are you okay have with Amazon? stolen like four or five times. I've okay. had to go prepay Fine. for shipping, get them talk on the phone Fine. for how many hours. You would be okay with Amazon entering your home without you giving them permission. You said enter. Yeah. No, that's not what a doorbell camera I'm is I'm asking you. But wait. But it, are we talking about apples and apples or crab apples and crab apples? Yo, if Amazon has access to your door lock, like, let's say you, you have a door lock, the and they're just, they're just opening it to put a package in there, you wouldn't be upset? You feel like they should have to ask you first. So... The reason why I'm saying that scenario. is kind of the reason why I'm saying that is because you're telling me, well, I'm, you have Amazon. So you're like telling me that you've given Amazon permission to do certain things, which lets me know that you've not given Amazon permission to do other things. So just because that there is people out there who might feel okay with Amazon opening their door, putting a package in, and just because you have given Amazon certain permissions to your home, it I doesn't know. mean Amazon should make a blanket decision to be able to access people's not, things without Amazon telling them. access to my home at all. Okay, I get but, you've given Amazon certain accesses. That's what I'm saying. No, they, they shouldn't extend those accesses without telling you. You've given Ring certain accesses. They shouldn't extend that access without telling you. If even I had if, a Ring, if I had a Ring doorbell cam, which I don't. You wouldn't want them to tell you that they're going to access it? But what are they accessing? Your footage camera of footage. the front of my house? Who knows? If they they're can access it, you don't think they can house. move it? No, it doesn't work like that. It's that's just how a your camera specific camera works, though. So no, you cannot move any ca- camera that's out there and see other things. No, you can't. Okay. It's a, it's a straight camera of the street, like Google. I feel Nobody, like there's different cameras. Did Google ask you to take a picture of the front of your, your place? No. But we still get a street view of outside of your house exactly that's what ring is okay and if you think it's okay fine google take a picture no but you you didn't buy the google camera you bought the ring camera and put it up in your house Mm -hmm. not thinking the police is going to access your camera on your house 
So if the police are going to access it, they don't even have to give you a choice, but let somebody know. Like, let me know is what I'm saying. I just feel like a big company like Amazon and Ring, it's there somewhere. We just haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, man. The, uh, you, so what you're doing is saying the article is wrong. That's what you're saying to me. You're like, the Washington Post is wrong because it's a big company called, like Amazon. First of all, big companies like Amazon, these companies and these have people? had to retract statements many times before. Okay, sure. And have gotten sued. Yeah. Second of all, big companies count on people like you who camera, are like not Amazon. If I'm buying a camera and putting it on the front of my house, if I'm buying it and it's doing the street, then it's doing the street. It's, it's just doing the street in front of my house or whoever comes by or passes H- by. Whoever comes and by. And if the police deem it necessary to, to have access to everybody to who comes it. to your house. Yeah, well, what are they going to do? With do you know where? Okay. So, I, I just don't feel like we it's as. We totally disagree. That's nuts to me that the police should have access to a camera that I bought, I put up, I pay the subscription to, mm-hmm. and gives them access to whoever comes to my house. Mm-hmm. Sure, in a best case scenario, they're like using this to like maybe see a cut rhyme that may have been committed in the diagonal or the top corner or the side corner or whatever, but they can also just look and see who's coming to your house and accuse you of a crime or make it show that you're associating with known criminals or any of the things the police extend their use to. I feel that placing it on the doorbell camera is misplaced. They have access already to your laptop, which they catch pedophiles all the time based off of that camera without their authorization. Without your authorization. They do it all the time. This is how we catch pedophiles in this province. That doesn't mean it's okay. You have to tell people you have access to their mm-hmm. stuff. That's why people put post-its so you, and sticky notes on top of their cameras so people sure can't do. see. They sure do. Okay. So they sure do. Just because, like, I feel you, like, that's cool that they access that to, like, do some kind of good, but... You should let people know when you're accessing their things. I'm the camera's sure they, mine. The footage is mine too. I, I feel, and you're just sure that they're doing it. So I there's like no story. Do. It's mad weird. Like you're like, yeah, okay. The article's wrong. They're probably doing it because it's a big company. I, sure. I, I Let's move on. Then. I don't feel That's it. Nuts. That's right. All kind of articles come out because some journalist is like, yo, let me read their conditions. And then they read their conditions. They're like, oh, this is not here. But they're doing this. It's, that's journalism. Right. So it's more likely that... The Washington Post did, is right? Yeah. The, okay. Yeah, it is to me. It's and more likely that... journalists is not wrong at all. I didn't say that they're not wrong at like all. I'm saying it's a likelihood. That I believe I believe journalists more than I believe Jeff Bezos and in his morality. So we'll go with that. All right, next. Next. So apparently in Kenya, in Nairobi, there are these factories that are pumping out all of these um, essays that there's over 115,000 cheating British students a year. So in Britain, there are these websites that promise you all these different kind of essays. And you can pay a certain amount for a certain essay, or you can pay um, you can pay for a grade. Like you can get a B essay or a C essay, a PhD, a lower kind of essay, and you send them details about and the deadline, and then they send you back an essay. So this thing has become 
this major business thing where one person, um, so, so the essay writers, that's the problem. There's a whole bunch of middlemen, and obviously there's the person who like owns the company in itself. So there's these people who are making one and two dollars an essay or one and two dollars a page or what have you, typing up all these essays for people going to school in all these foreign places like Britain, particularly Britain is the one that they kept pointing out. Um, and the people who run the these essay mills are really making money off people's backs. So what happens is the more essays you write, the more essays you um, you do well on. It increases your ranking score. So they rank you higher. When you get ranked higher, you get the opportunity for the higher paying essays. So then you'll have this account with a higher ranking because you've built up like pretty much. I liken it to like World of Warcraft where you get a character and you build it up. You build up your character and then to a certain level, right? So you build up this profile to a certain level and then you get these higher paying essays. And then you can actually sell your profile to other people. So there are people paying 20,000 pounds to buy somebody's profile that they built up to a certain level. Mm-hmm. so that they can get these higher paying essays. There might be two or three people who put, go in on it and put their money in to get, um, to get these higher accounts and then kind of works it together to write these essays. Anyway, they're trying to um, crack down on it, I guess. Um, but 115,000 essays a year, these people are writing over 150. And like... They're saying a 30,000-word PhD essays would, could cost somebody around 22,500 pounds, which I guess is just about $50,000. Wow. So $50,000 a year to get... No, $50,000 for an essay. Total. Yeah, but it's like per a 30... Person. It's like a 30... Thousand word essay that will cost you about fifty fifty thousand dollars, a PhD level essay at thirty thousand words, like a thesis. So, so, are people writing it for you? Yeah, people in Africa, specifically Kenya, is the place that I'm reading about. But there's essay mills all over the place. They're in India and different parts, um, different parts of Asian continent. So it's so it's like. Um I made money doing this in college. I just didn't know it was a whole industry. I mean, but we're using the internet to do it. Yeah, it's plagiarism free. So the thing about it is people who are paying for essays, it cannot have plagiarism in it. I like they have, like, if you write an essay and then the person gets in trouble for plagiarism, it comes back to the company, then your account gets, can get closed or downgraded. So you don't want to do that. So the whole point is that it doesn't have, it can even have references. The whole point is that it doesn't have um, uh, any plagiarism in it. So you're getting a fresh new essay that somebody wrote for you. Can you imagine PhDs, doctors, 115,000 essays a year? So the real question is, how does this affect the quality of 
the um, professionals. Professional. But it, the other question is, and also they said that cheating is always more widespread than you think it is. So if they're saying 115,000, the, the Kenyans are like, it's more than that. It's way more than 115,000 students. So it's not even that, but it's also who can afford a $50,000 essay from Nairobi, right? So there's also that level of privilege, of gatekeeping, of, you know, like financial gatekeeping for the people to be able to do the work. But I guess, I don't know, it's 50 grand for an essay. I guess if you have a spare 50 lying around and you're about to be a doctor anyway, you'll probably just be making policy. I feel like... Which is like the worst part. I feel like these Kenyans are earning their money. They need to get that money. I, I, I'm really mad at these Kenyans. I'm not mad at Kenya. I'm mad, I'm mad that... Why folks stay cheating? Like, and it's like these, this, like these really elaborate systems set up for this, including um, Huffington, all those how ladies you, who got. How much did you get paid for, to do that when you were in high school? How much did I charge? Or in, uh, yeah, how much did you charge? So for me, and the, for them too, that's, that's the thing about it. The thing about it is, I did it for myself, right? So I personally charge $50 a page for an A essay. Right. Right? So it's like, um, what is it, 250 words a page, 500 words a page? I don't remember. Maybe 250 a page? Okay. I don't remember what it is. But um, so that was me personally. That's exactly what's happening with these people is that it's littered with middlemen. So someone is charging 50 grand. But the person who's writing the essay is not making 50 grand. The person who's writing the essay is making... So are the, are the people writing them privileged people as well? No. The people writing it is like... No, I mean not the people. The people, the middlemen. You think the middlemen are the middlemen type people. They're probably neither here nor there. But the people who are selling the contracts and getting the contracts and running the companies, they're mm. coming in with multi-luxury cars on a day-to-day basis. They have a multi-million dollar office in Nairobi. There's a corner office overlooking all this trees and greenery. Like They're definitely making bank bank, like for sure. So if you think about 115 thousand essays and let's say you're making on average that's fifty thousand dollars for a big essay let's say you're making one thousand dollars an essay on average that's that's still that's mad money and they're not making one thousand dollars an essay hmm you're right yeah i do now understand that this could be a problem so um, Caitlin was saying that in the article they kept saying about how the mills undermine education, but really the point is that the demand for the essays is what's undermining ed- ed- education, really, right? It makes sense to me. I hear you. The, the Kenyans, as you said, are just making their money. Yeah. So um, you want to... On to the next? On to the next. Or we got, we, you want to know what I got? I do want to know what you got, but I wasn't sure if I should say this or that you should go. Go for it. Say it. Well, I wanted to shout out the actual doctor that cured malaria. Apparently, the vaccine is so good that in the Congo region, apparently the vaccine is so good that um, you start seeing relief from symptoms within a couple hours. 
He said he's been working for 40 years and thinking for 40 years about how he could fix his disease and that this is the, um, this is the achievement of a lifetime for him. This is like really lifetime achievement. His name is Dr. Jean-Jacques Muyembe. 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 Yeah, and um, shout out to him. Oftentimes we have... We're silent warriors um, out there doing the work, and then a big breakthrough comes, and then they will, I literally Googled black doctor who cured, um, who cured. um, Ebola? Ebola, and Google said, Google gave me the name of the white man who first got cured, the missionary. Mm -hmm. That's what Google decided that I needed to know. So it took a little digging. But, um, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of doctors and researchers working right here in Edmonton. The Sickle Cell Foundation of Alberta is making leaps and bounds in their research for the disease, which affects especially black people. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're finding out that we are able to find traces of the disease in as early as three months old. So yeah. th- And sickle cell is actually a genetic advantage in some parts of the world, right? It's important. To, that's why it's found mostly or in southern equatorial people, mostly malaria places, because the sickle cell, um, the shape of the cell, it stops malaria from being able to bind to the cell. So it actually works out. The sickle cell people happen to be um, happen to be resistant, resistant in any case to, to malaria. And I think in hotter weather, I'm not 100% sure, and you guys can obviously correct me, but I think in hotter weather, it's not as challenging the symptoms as here in colder weather. Like the colds makes things more painful, from I what I that. understand. I hear that. The cold generally makes things more painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a Besquiat painting, probably the most famous one. If you looked at it, you would know it. It sold for $110.5 million. And a bunch of people were like, he would have never liked this. And then another bunch of people were like, what are you talking about? He hung out with Warhol. (laughs) So that's what's going on out there. Shout out to the art world, I guess. Oh. And this is my last one. Did you see? Um, I guess the guy's name is Moneybagio. 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 <laughs> so he have a picture of himself looking over this pool table, and who's on the pool table? But the lovely and talented Megan the Stallion. And she's all laid out with her booty up in the air and, and looking up at him with some cute blue hair. And he says, whatever she's with, I'm with, as his caption. And then 50 haterating scent came along and was like, yeah, you can find any hoe, any hoes, but pressure break them. Pressure or break them, LOL. So then money bag, yo. Money bag, yo, says. Money bag, yo. <laughs> he says, 
yeah, hoes, but she doesn't fall into that category. And then 50 immediately is like, hey, just saw the picture and saw what you wrote. I didn't really look at her face. I didn't realize that was Megan. No disrespect. I'll hit you later on your phone. <laughs> Which is funny. I've actually never seen 50 backpedal like that. That's because he didn't, there's no harm. He doesn't want to, you know, he's afraid. He didn't mean it this time. Yeah, normally he does mean Normally he means it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that happened. He told my own boy the other day that he, he owed him 30, 30, 300000 remember? Did I tell you that Boozy, was it Boozy? Pussy? Boozy? Pussy? Mm. Was it Boozy who was like, There's yo, like everybody, there everybody's that. up in the club, 50 cents giving away money. And he refused, Boozy refused to take it. He was like, next thing you know, you have me up on social media talking about I owe you money. He's like, get that out of here. He said, the funniest, am I mixing up stories now? <laughs> they said Bow Wow was going to owe the most money because he was taking that shit like it was free. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, some extra, extra stuff. But a couple people got 50's number because that's what happens. 50 goes out and balls out and goes to the strip club and be giving people money and they're throwing it and this and that, whatever. And then later on, he'll tell you you owe him XYZ that's money. That's what happens. That's what happens. You, you scrolling it out <laughs> in his face. You crazy. Yeah. Yes. No, what that's ha- what happens out here. 50 be legit lending. Lending, lending money. people money. Not at the strip club, like, hey, man, hold on to this. He's not he- like, hold on to this. He's like, yeah, here, throw it, make it rain, or whatever. No, people say. he doesn't do that. That's crazy. That's what I saw with, um, that's what Boosie was posting. So I guess I am scrolling it up. <laughs> He's doing the most on Full that. Full scroll. Full, Full scroll. Full. Full. All right, what you got? I got this North Carolina man. I forgot something. He was seen on a video punching an 11-year-old girl. What? Mm-hmm. And he was, sent- he was sentenced to a racial justice workshop, and he avoided jail time altogether. Okay. What's that workshop about? Well, they, I think they're just telling them like racial equality and everybody's supposed But there's to be a bunch of com- companies that provide these misdemeanor workshops for the government for and they really don't do nothing. I feel like these and guys you just get bare money. Yeah. Yeah, you need, they need to put you under the jail for a number of years. He's 51, white man. Uh, he was convicted of two misdemeanors, but his punishment for the brutal attack is drawing criticism because officials say that Bell received a 60-day suspended sentence and has been placed under supervised probation for the next 12 months. And as part of his sentence, Bell also will reportedly be required to complete anger management counseling, because we all know that works. And participate in a racial justice workshop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think being in a racial justice workshop puts you on a different level because now you know about racial justice. So you think he's better now? Um, I think that by going to a racial justice workshop, 
he'll be better fitted to live in society where different races say weird stuff. And uh, so you think that the racial justice workshops like going to be beneficial to him? No. Oh. I don't think it will be. I feel like he's like just another face. Yeah. Mhm. Pretty much there's no point. These workshops are not for they're for securing convictions and yeah. pretty much that's it. Funneling people through the system for numbers. Okay, what else you got? For the scroll, I think I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when. The issue of global fa- fashion issue, Ruth E. Carter has a picture here of Serena Williams on the front of it. Essence? Uh, on Essence, on the global fashion issue. Mm-hmm. Um, for September 2019, and it is amazing. The picture is nice. Yeah. And so on scroll, I want everyone to check that out. Check out our girl Serena Moon looking fresh and full and free. I think the guy who did her um, paint makeup is Lalau um, NYC. I don't know how to say it. You know when you read stuff all the time. But he does some really amazing work. And um, yeah, it's cool to see him getting shine too. He, his work was in Beyonce's Lemonade as well. He did a, he, you see him. Once you see the, um, the artwork, you'll definitely recognize it. I want to send, um, I guess, prayers out, but the Bahamas is on my mind heavy right now. Yeah. Everybody who's in the Bahamas, Dorian just really came in and mashed up the place. I saw a lot of videos of destruction and flooding that's really terrible. We'll have to figure out something that maybe we can do to help out. I don't know. Maybe I should go there and volunteer. <laughs> Put the place back together. I would do that. But um, I just also kind of want to talk about climate change and how pro- me as a person, I kind of put it off onto corporations because I feel like corporations are the major contributor to like, um, like climate um, how do you call it? Fossil gases and things that affect climate change. So there are times where I may not do my part, but I, and because we live in a place where we're so privileged that the, the effects of climate change don't affect us as directly, we're a lot more likely to kind of like, the winter is coming, leave your car idling, those kinds of things that increase your um, carbon footprint. So um, I just kind of wanted to say to be mindful, everybody, and our friends and our families and in these tiny island homes are definitely suffering because the, the hurricanes are, are normal for them to experience, but they're definitely more destruction than normal, more frequent than usual. Um, so what winds up happening is that it's a lot harder to um, rebuild. So... Shout out to the Bahamas. If there's anything that we can definitely participate in, if there's anything that anybody's already doing, let us know so that we can like jump on board, help you, be a trumpet to your cause or mission. I know you, y'all love having a party for a cause, but hopefully it's not exactly that. I hear you. Because I don't always want to go to parties. Also, shout outs to... Mm-hmm. Shout out. Do shout out. I'm going to say one more after. Kevin Hart. 
Oh, yeah, Kevin Hart got into a car accident. He's in the hospital. He's been having some back pain, so get well soon. Get well soon? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Naomi Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Did you see? Naomi and Coco played. And then... Uh, Naomi went up to Coco at the end of the match and she was like, hey, I, these people really came to see you. I think you should be in like the post-match interview with me. So Coco was like, I really don't want to because I'm going to cry in front of people. And Naomi was like, no, it's better than crying alone in the locker room, in the, locker room, in the shower. So just come and do this with me. These people really came to see you. So... They went, they did the um, thing, and um, they talked to Coco first. Coco recapped what happened or what have you. And then Naomi, the lady says to Naomi Osaka, like, how does it feel to be a mentor to this young girl? And Naomi Osaka is so funny. I don't know if you watch her interviews. I love watching her interviews. She's like, um, I don't think I'm a mentor. And then she turned, and she's like, but really I want to talk to her parents. And she looks at Coco's parents, and she's like, I remember seeing you guys working. We worked out at the same facilities, and you raised a great player. Like, she's so young, and she's so amazing, like, for her to be on this level. And she's like, and really, like, it's so amazing that we're both here at this level at this time. Um, And really, it's, like, attestation to what you guys are doing as parents. And and she was, like, half crying through the thing. I'm bawling. Everybody's like, it's just, like, the nicest thing ever. So um, it was really nice to see people call her a class act and all those things. But I also want to say that even though Naomi Osaka is Naomi Osaka and we appreciate her for who she is, I also appreciate fierce female competitors who don't necessarily work in that same um, sphere or like. So they definitely asked her if she thinks that other female competitors should like take a page out of her book in terms of her sportsmanship. And she was like, oh, I think different things work for people. And I think that having someone who's like a fiery and fierce competitor is important. Mm. So, um, yeah, she's really dope. Naomi Osaka, I'm definitely a fan. She's defending um, her Grand Slam t- championship. So good luck to her. All right. Yeah. Okay. So on to the screen. Hey, Auntie. Nice to see you all the way from London in on here. On the screen. Hey, Auntie. Auntie's there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So next. This is the time of the night where. <laughs> <laughs> where the this happens every time. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. The most important thing is this guy in the back there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if it okay, if it can it cuts off, I don't know if it saves the video. But that's okay. Anyway, on we go. So let's talk about the screen. What you got? I've been watching Cannon Busters. How's that? It's my first anime. Um. Well, it's not my first anime because obviously Sailor Moon. Um, it's your first black anime. It's my first black anime. So Cannon Busters, as Nigel has already explained many episodes ago, um, centers around all black characters, specifically a black character named Philly the Kid. Philly the Kid. So um, it's pretty dope. And there's all different kinds of black people. But I also noticed that the girl robot who turns into the Cannon Buster, I guess, 
She's not going to do that very much, which is, like, typical of anime, which is why I used to hate that. There's always somebody who does, like, really cool dope shit who, like, never does that thing. Yeah. She's only going to come in in the clutch period. Yeah, super clutch, too. Super duper clutch. And what they're going to do is they're going to bring in another cannabuster to kind of face off with her. Okay. It's kind of Japan. Sorry. It's kind of Japan thing. Okay. So, so. cannabusters has been very cool. I also brought it up several times and felt really cool just being in the... People were like, wow, you watch that? Me too. And then talking about it. So, you know, I was like to be into the, in the conversation. What you need to do now is you need to look up Afro Samurai, if you haven't seen it already. Mm-hmm. That will be your next black Japanime. And okay. then you'll understand the term, the number one headband. Okay. So they have two, two seasons of it, I believe. That's it. Okay, so I'm going to check it out, but that was definitely cool, so thanks for that. Awesome. Um, in the screen, we got... Um, I, I, we talked about Spider-Man last time. Mm-hmm. Um, we also know that Black Panther is coming out in 2022. Which, why did they even tell us? <laughs> I, I'm okay with them telling us. It, it means that we are going to sit here and let this thing marinate for a bit. Okay. So we can watch it another 152 more times mm-hmm. before it actually comes out. Cool. So it's going to be nice. Because how they're going to do it is going to be weird. It's going to be cool. Um, also, um, Tiffany Haddish has a stand-up comedy on Netflix. And I haven't caught up with the Black Lady sketch show yet. I see it's there. Yeah. So I think I think that's another one I want to check out too, the Black Lady sketch show. Yeah. Um. The other thing I want to check out, the other thing I've been checking out is the Dark Crystal. It's finally out. One is it out already? Yeah, I just watched episode one today. Okay. It took, I think, about an hour and some for one episode. It was long. Is it? Oh, it's long, long. For one episode. There's a whole season. So it's very, 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 very long. I'm going to watch it. So Dark Crystal. I feel like I'm missing something because I can't remember the first Dark Crystal anymore. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so straight up. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Okay. Yeah. What's in your ears? Because I've been listening to, to Whoopi Goldberg pretty much <laughs> nonstop. You've been listening to Whoopi? Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. You've been listening to what she had. Bring that fire? <laughs> straight fire? I've been listening to, I've been listening to Missy Elliott nonstop. Pretty much since her EP came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um... Every time I try to think of this, this, 
girl who sings every week. I'm trying to tell everybody I'm listening to her stuff, and it is. She has a. She has. She has something that says it's called shea butter. So. So shea shea butter is the song that is out there, mm-hmm. but her name, because it always aloofs me. You use funny, use words in funny situations. Do I? Is escapes is you? Ari Linux aloof. Aloof means like stuck up. Aloof means stuck up. Let's yeah. See. That's what it means? Yeah. You always use words that are adjacent to the words you mean. I love it. <laughs> you do it constantly, and it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not friendly, forthcoming, cool, and distant. That's how it feels to me. <laughs> okay, fine. That's not the word you meant. <laughs> what? It's not the word you meant. It's, it's cool and distant to me. <laughs> Okay, man. So the word is aloof to you. Yeah, okay. It's aloof. It's aloofs me. It aloofs you? Yes. Okay. This will be a theme for us. It's distant and unresponsive to me. <laughs> this word aloofs me. So, it does. It aloofs me. <laughs> Silly. So anyways, Ari Lennox Ooh. is the person. Okay. What's on your calendar of events for this year, for this week? Okay. So September, big month. This weekend is a wedding. Next weekend is another wedding. And wedding anniversary on the 17th. Holy cow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, pretty much all the festivals and stuff are done. They're pretty much done, yeah. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Gladwell's coming. There's a lit festival, and Malcolm Gladwell's coming. I'm sad about that, because I can't go. There's no tickets available. Uh, I think that's it. We start an exercise class at Aphrodisiac starting on um, the 9th of September, so the 9th and the 11th, we'll be having, which is Monday and Wednesday, we'll be having um, a boot camp class here uh, at the shop. And then um, we will also have start our yoga sessions again on Sunday the 8th. Um, so if you've been looking towards coming with us for yoga, that is when we restart our fall session pretty much. So we'll be doing six-week uh, session this time and then we'll take a break and we'll start again as usual yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah that's next that's on my personal calendar of events we have some events and stuff coming up uh, November mark it on your calendars that we'll have the aphrodisiac affair um, gear number two so um, yeah look forward to that in November middle of November and I think that's it. Though the Harriet movie's coming out. That's also in November. I believe it's like November 3rd or something. So if, uh, we'll probably put a Black Multiverse event together. That might be our first Black Multiverse field trip. 
where we get a bunch of people together and go see um, some, like, tough lady escape slavery stuff. Wow. Warrior woman. So we're doing a thing? A field trip? For, for everybody or for just w- women? What? For everybody. I didn't say it was just for women. I'm just clarifying that song. Okay. But Harriet Tubman is a tough woman. That's what we're going to go see. I got what you're saying. Do you want to do the color purple? Right. The color purple is is out September 21st. It uh, starts in September 21st. I and it runs for 10. Runs for 10 days. Color purple here in Edmonton at the Citadel Auditorium. Mm-hmm. I believe, if I'm correct, Jesse Lipscomb is in there. Yeah. Yeah. The great Inna. Seems so. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be there. Um, so let's 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 go out in droves and support mm-hmm. Black Art. Yeah. More close to the 2015 musical than the yeah, yeah. than the um, original stage play I hear about. I hear that. Okay, you guys. If you're watching us now, um, you're probably not watching us now. But if you're watching us now, you can go ahead and share this video, like us, um, and catch up with us and follow on Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker. We're on Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and of course, we're also on Stitcher as well. So share um, the podcast. We'll put it together into something cohesive for you um, by Thursday and uh, we'll go from there next week we're going to be testing this jerk chicken versus butter chicken soup which looks like the people just took two dishes where there's nothing wrong with them and poured water on them and put them in a bowl (laughs) So we're going to, we did post it up. We did get the soup, but we're going to do that next week. So we're planned for it. And mm. uh, maybe we'll have our tambourine off the next time we do a live show in here. Maybe that's when we should do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm down with the tambourine off. I'm down with everything. And of course you are, because you're okay with being whooped by, in tambourining. You know what? We're going to let the crowd decide who's getting the whooping from who's for not it. getting it. Ready. So should we put something? Should we put hands. something on this here? Like a bet? Yeah, like the winner gets um, food. <laughs> okay. Fine. Tea, coffee, food, liquor, food, bubble tea. But. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want a bubble tea? You gonna lose out on a, bu- on a good bubble tea, huh? You gonna put your prized possession mm. up? Mm-mm. All right. Okay. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much for hanging thank out you. with us. Yeah. Catch up with us on all of the things. Um, follow us, share us, and we will we'll talk to you next time. This has been the Black, Black Multiverse, Multiverse Theory Podcast. Episode 20. 20. Thank you. Black Multiverse. Black Multiverse. Black Multiverse. Black Multiverse.